Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show. This is the first of my one-on-one coaching calls. If you would like a one-on-one coaching call that is recorded and goes on the podcast, the Mind Your Body Show, then head to my website, jacobandre.com and fill out the application or send me a message on Instagram. Today, I'm talking to an old friend of mine, Melissa. Melissa, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jacob. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so this is a coaching call. Tell me, what are your goals? What did you, you messaged me on Instagram what is it that you're looking at achieving? What are your challenges? What's happening? Yeah, look, I guess um, to backtrack, like back in 2021, um, I, I reside in Victoria and um, we were locked down um, quite significantly through the COVID outbreak and I made it a real focus back then to um, prioritise fitness and I set myself a goal back then that I had to have at least 30 minutes of um, of any form of fitness every day. And that was great for my, my own mental health through that period of time. Um, and you were watching my sort of progress because I was sharing it on Facebook. And so I started running um, and I've never, I wouldn't consider myself a runner. I've, I've, um, I've dabbled in, you know, a little bit of it where you just hit the pavement, put your joggers on and go. Um, but I've never actually been taught how to run. Um, no one's ever looked at my form, um, my stride, like um, I've done no conditioning. I just pretty much went in it, um, turned the treadmill on, started running. Um, and what I found when I started was that I couldn't run for long periods. I was having to pause and walk and and um, and over like a portion of time, the fitness built up and I was easily running 5Ks in under half an hour. Um, and then sort of life, as life um, has it, we sort of moved and I've moved into an area where now like I can't run as much. There's no infrastructure. There's not really good footpaths and my routine all went out of whack and I found that I wasn't doing my half an hour of running every day. Um, But what I am doing is that I'm going down to park run every Saturday morning and that's a, a, you know, a community run event where I get timed every weekend and um, I really enjoy that, that that I look forward to every Saturday. Um, But going back to, like, 2021, I also did um, the My Marathon for the Heart Foundation and did a couple of half marathons that were solely on the treadmill. So not um, because back then we were still locked down. We weren't having um, events where people congregated. Um, So I did a couple of half marathons on the treadmill and I was so shocked because I've never been able to run that distance I went into the first one thinking I'm not going to be able to do this um, but I'll give it a go and so I took it easy um, and in taking it easy like it it was sort of like around that two hour mark and then I thought oh you know like got that one out of my system and thought oh yeah I'll do another one maybe it was like a couple of weeks later and I got under the two-hour mark. At, and this being said, this is only on a treadmill. It's not like out in the elements. When you say and that, so did you have an incline on the treadmill? No. <laughs> yeah, so typically the ground doesn't move underneath your feet, so that's the first thing with a treadmill. But you can then offset that by increasing the incline by 1%. 
Yes. Did, so yeah. did you end up doing any of that? I didn't incline it at all. Both of them were um, on zero incline. So yeah. this is very A. It was, if you're ever, like, it was it wasn't challenging. Like the distance, I think mentally was the challenge. Like, am I going to be able to do the distance? But there wasn't any sort of incline making me work harder or um, anything like that. Um, But anyhow, I felt a sense of achievement that I was able to do that having not gone in um, and built my fitness up. But now I'm on, um, I guess, a different path and COVID, we're not locked down anymore, and I want to start building up condition to be able to go in events and actually do a half marathon that's run um, here in Melbourne somewhere. Um, I've got my eyes on a few that um, I'd like to work towards, yeah, just being able to go maybe not do a half marathon straight up but because I'm doing 5Ks quite easily with park run every Saturday maybe enter a 10k just see how I go when you're around big crowds and the atmosphere of an event and then do a 10k and then work towards doing a half marathon yeah so yeah there's so much there one of the things that I absolutely love that you touched on was you touched on strength technique and conditioning and so when it comes to let's just say for example the chicken or the egg what come first you could argue to your black and blue in the face over whether it was the chicken or the egg but when it comes to strength and conditioning strength comes first then conditioning and you've got this one little important thing called technique or running mechanics which sits in the middle so your strength stuff underpins what you're going to ask of your body technically in terms of your technique but also what you're going to ask of your body in terms of your conditioning which is your running and so many runners just go off and run they just do a running program and they just run they don't give any consideration to their technique and they often don't also do anything to do with their strength training and so when I've trained long distance runners from you know 10ks up 5ks even up but particularly half marathon and marathon runners they all do strength training and one of the things they often say is I felt stronger in my runs particularly later in the run I felt like I could run more easily I didn't have pain, particularly in the knees, and I didn't get injured when I was training this time around. So strength training is super important, even for people doing long distance events. So when is the half marathon coming up in Melbourne? So I want to be able to go in the Sandy Point one, which is run by Soul Motive, which if I've got my dates right, I believe it's in August. I just don't know the exact date. They've got Run Melbourne, which is running, I believe, on the 16th of July. So that was the one that I was going to enter for the 10K. Um, So I've been working towards that because, yeah, the 5K with the park run, um, because I do it every week, I feel really comfortable with that distance. Um, And this is why I reached out to, because I went and I have been doing longer runs, just... um, and I pulled up really sore. I, I kind of, uh, I was about the 7K mark and I started getting pins and needles in my left foot. Um, and then I pushed through and I went to like eight kilometres. And then I thought, oh, no, these pins and needles, that foot's like feeling like it's almost gone to sleep. Um, and so I stopped and went down to a walk for another K Um, And I've been doing some research myself. Why do you get pins and needles in your foot and uh, when you're running? 
and they say stuff like your shoes, are you tying your laces too tight and all these things and I've got really good running shoes. I'm not over-tying them. Um, so in my head, I think it is what I'm doing with the way in which I'm running and the form because um, and no one's ever looked at the way I've run and, like, I know that you do a lot of that work where you kind of videotape um, your clients running and then you're able to really work on their technique. That's not something I've ever had done to know, well, what am I doing wrong? I do think I put too much pressure on one side, like on that left side. Um, yeah, so that that's something that, I mean, I don't have the ability to come, you know, being in Victoria and I can't just come down to one of your running sessions at Marara. Um, but trust me, if I was up there, I'd be down there in a heartbeat. Um, but, yeah, sort of looking at is there some of the mechanics that I'm doing because I'm not, I don't class myself as a runner. Um, I just enjoy it. It's my time. Um, I feel like it's a really mindful thing when I'm doing it. Um, and when I say mindful, like it's not a chore for me to go out and run. Like I absolutely love it. Um, and so I want to I wanna obviously work at getting better at, at the technique of running rather than just putting some joggers on and going out and, potentially doing damage to myself. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you bring up the technique thing because on my website there's now a free course um, called Running Mechanics 101 and so you can then um, join that course, do it for free, and it goes through a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and then from that I then do some analysis uh, and so you just send in a video and then I record uh, like when you send in a video of you running, it's literally like, couple seconds and then I do some analysis on it tell you what you need to do and there's some key components that you're looking for um but in terms of the when you said the pins and needles if they're saying if what you're finding online is saying that your shoes are too tight essentially what that's leading to is that you've got decreased blood flow to your feet um and so that's what they're kind of saying that's from um and you can still potentially have decreased blood flow to your feet even if it's not to do with your shoes or you might even have like a sort of compressed nerve um, which is then you know creating that which is probably likely the case and it might be tightness it could be technique as you're talking about could be tightness in part of the body Um, but in terms of running you mentioned going for a long run what's your long run at the moment yeah so a long run for me is 10 um and obviously I need to stretch that out to be able to do a, a half marathon. Um, but, yeah, I'm time. I'm a bit time poor at the moment as well. And so um, an hour um, is kind of like my sort of limit to um, how long I can be gone for. Having said that, on a Sunday um, when my husband's home and can watch the kids and that sort of thing, if I want to start building on that long run, I would look to do that over a weekend, Um, normally a Sunday, but the thing is I sort of do park run on a Saturday and it's also not knowing because this is where you come in um, and when you schedule things, whether – I'm sure, and you can tell me if I'm right, that, um, you know, like a long run after a 5K on a Saturday should be okay because 5Ks isn't really that long. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's definitely okay. You can definitely do a long run um, on a Sunday. So the way I typically go about it depends. It can be changed depending on what days your um, my nephew is coming in. <laughs> um, the the way I typically do it is we have gym on either Tuesday and Thursday or Wednesday and Friday, depending on what suits you. Um, then we have like an interval day. We have a uh, efforts day is what I call them to. There's a heels day, which is usually on a Saturday, but again, you can just change that depending on what day suits you. And then you've got the Sunday being your um, your long run day. But if that doesn't suit, you just change it around. Typically, so I was working with a lady doing an ultra um, event. And so that was like a half marathon run, a 2K swim um, and a about 90K bike ride. And within that, she was she really wanted to continue to do her park run. So she was doing her hills on a Saturday morning and then going to park run. And park run typically starts at 7 o'clock everywhere. Is that correct? Yeah. Now, ours is 8 o'clock. Eight o'clock, yeah. So it depends. So you can manipulate it like that, but it's completely fine to go and do a long run after park run the day after. It's it, essentially it's about getting your K's in. So one of the, one of the most important parts is the strength training and having at least two days of strength training in there. Then you need to have your long run in there. That's super important, and that can be any day. Typically, it's on a Sunday. Most people like it on a Sunday, but it can be any day. Then what I like with the intervals and the effort sessions is that they teach you to run at a certain pace so you can start to practice pacing and that can help you with trying to bring down your your time in order to run at a specific goal so if your goal is to run x for the race then you do those intervals and um and efforts at a particular pace so you can practice running at that pace and sometimes a little bit faster um the long run just gives you that ability to be able to continue to run. And then it's a bit of a bonus doing the hill session. And another bonus, which I really like, is swimming. And so if you can swim and you're willing to swim, then you can throw swimming sessions in. Sometimes people come to me and say, hey, I'm only a month out from an event. What can I do? Um, it's a little bit last minute. But one of the things that I recommend is doing some swimming. It's sort of like my little secret weapon. And if you can even incorporate it into your training, without going over the top, depending on how much time you've got, because uh, I definitely would prioritise all that other running strength stuff first. But if you can add some running in, then it's one of the best things you can do for aerobic endurance. Because what happens is when your body's in water, your body's being compressed. And so the way that your body works when you're breathing is oxygen goes in through your mouth, goes down to your lungs, it then diffuses through the lungs into the bloodstream, through the capillary wall, um, oxygen going in and then reverse on the way back with carbon dioxide coming back from the bloodstream through the capillary wall into the lungs to be breathed out. So that space in and around the lungs where the capillaries are is being squashed. And so there's not a lot of space there for the process of oxygen and carbon dioxide diffusing through that cell wall. And so the whole process becomes more efficient. So essentially it's kind of like altitude training. And so you become more aerobically efficient as a result. In addition to that, if you are swimming with your face in the water, like freestyle, then you are also learning to control your breathing because you're breathing in for X number of strokes, out for X number of strokes, um, or you know you breathe in and then you breathe out for X number of strokes, which is not happening usually when you're running. Most people just breathe, however, because their mouth and nose are open to the air. And then when you learn how to control your breathing, you then, when you're running, breathe, breathe in for X number of strokes and uh, 
uh, steps and breathe out for X number of steps. So there's a couple of reasons why swimming is great. The main one being the fact that you're just simply in the water and your body's being compressed. Yeah, because I think I've, I've watched some other segments of yours where you talk about the beauty of swimming and how that's one of the best things for, for runners in and in I don't know if it covered exactly what you said then, but um, I do remember watching a segment of yours on that. Yeah, yeah. So swimming, as I said, is my secret weapon for anyone that does any running in this sport, whether you are a runner, even if you're a sprinter, but particularly if you're an endurance runner. Um, so even 400-meter runners would benefit from it. But anyone that's doing 5K, 10K, half marathon, marathon and, and above, the ultra stuff, swimming is just amazing and if you are a sports person who plays a running based sport like football netball basketball soccer and so on then running is also going to be uh, sorry swimming is also going to be beneficial mm. hey um jacob with the your your plan that you just um laid out when you work with clients like on similar goals to or um that i similar to what I have in mind and you mentioned like interval training um your strength training um that sort of thing um my question to you is where we live um we're really pressed for like what I was saying the infrastructure to be able to sort of go and do that um can can you do this sort of training without having necessarily be going to a gym um that was kind of my question because I, I do have a treadmill I mean we've got weights and so forth is this something that like if um with the program that I could be able to do from the comfort of home yeah so I am training currently training a lady who's um training for a half marathon uh, in the middle of the year and she doesn't go to a gym she has equipment at home and she wants to be able to use her equipment at home so I just so while it's ideal if you do have access to a gym with all of the pieces of equipment then if you don't then I use I modify the sessions for what you've got so you yeah. will let me know what pieces of equipment you've got and so then I'll just go okay well we need to swap this exercise for this exercise this is going to be the next next best thing for this runner so that they can you know achieve what they need to achieve so there's some running specific strength training in there um where we can we try and use the weights and if you've got weights then we you know use that how we need to but yeah we do change the sessions up so that it suits what each person is has got access to because I, I recognise not everyone's an elite athlete. A lot of the people that I work with are not elite athletes. Majority aren't. Um, a lot of the people, like the, the ones that you usually see on my Instagram, are, are a bit more elite. And so, yeah, they're going to gyms, they're doing all that stuff. And you alluded to it before we started recording. You know, what do I do if I can't get to, I can't do a session every single day or I can't get to the gym all the time? Um, and this is something that I'm glad that you brought up earlier because, it's something that I hear a lot. People go, oh, I can't train like Jess or like Robin or whoever it might be. Um, I just don't have the time to do that or the resources, whatever. Um, and the majority of people that I train don't have that time or that or those resources. And so you just don't typically see them on my social media because they're off doing their own thing. Um, they're not, you know, um, recording themselves for me at the gym kind of thing like they're just off doing 
a run or whatever it might be. So, uh, yeah, it it has to be modified to where people are at. Yeah, awesome. Because I guess that was my thing. I wanted to reach out to you. Uh, I see so much benefit in getting your assistance, but I like it was almost like the inner voice in my head kept giving me reasons why I shouldn't reach out. It's like, oh, but you're not in the same state. Oh, you you don't have the you know time to go to the gym every day. Um, and it's yeah, that inner voice that is just like giving you every reason why not to reach out. And it's like, and so I'm so glad that you know we've had this call. Um, and it's just put a, it's kind of put my mind at ease that um, yeah that 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 you will modify a program that sort of best suits like your lifestyle what you're able to do um, yeah because like yeah <laughs> I was yeah, a bit well, I, <laughs> yeah and that that's the whole idea behind the way I do things is that people can be anywhere in the world one of the so I trained another girl for a half marathon her name's Isabel Cornish she's an actor. And uh, also author, she's been a guest on this podcast. Um, she was talking about her book called The Why and she broke her hip on SAS Australia, the TV show. And so then I helped her rehab that hip, come back from a broken hip, which does take a lot of time and you have to be extremely careful because there's low blood flow to that area and you, you don't want to break it again and it can be very easy to do so. So we did all of that rehab remotely i'm in darwin she's in byron in new south wales and then she then once she was all settled and ready to start training again uh, we had to be careful with all of her training because she um couldn't do certain strength exercises and we had to build the running up and her goal was to run a half marathon which she ultimately did in the on the gold coast middle of last year so you can be anywhere so all of these little voices in your head i'm trying to kind of answer because you can be anywhere when you do this. And, you know, with technology the way it is now, we use an app called Team Builder to deliver all the um, programs. So you see what your workout is. There's videos there for each exercise. For example, if it's a gym exercise and then it's got a little wellness question. So you rate how you're feeling, your um, sleep over the previous three nights, your stress level, how motivated are you to train, there's five questions. And then from there you go into your warm-up stuff and then you go through your exercise and you enter in your weights and then it gets a little green tick and then I can see what you've done. And it's the same with the running um, or whatever conditioning um, sessions that there are. It says what the um, session is and then you can then enter any, any details. You can There's a little journal section so you can put a journal in there and there's a feed just like social media so anyone who's doing um, that program can also like see what's going on. You can communicate with the group of anyone that's doing, say, a half marathon. Um, same as with footballers and netballers and that sort of thing. Um, and you can message me directly in that app. So it's all really cool. Yeah, no, that that sounds great because I mean I did double in, you know, these apps that um, you program in your goal and then like it. I mean I don't know if you've heard of like some of those apps out there, like your runner apps and. And this sort of thing and, um, like, whilst that's good, I think it's really, it's handy to have someone in your corner that's actually sort of holding you accountable. Um, not that I lack motivation because I, I, I tend to find I'm pretty motivated when it comes to, like, goals and um, but it's still good to have, like, someone to yeah, to just let you know how you're going and sort of that direct feedback um, but also to amend it too because those apps, they just, 
um, push out like a very generic sort of, oh, this. And, and, I, and I remember reading it and going, they wanted me to run at a conversational pace of six, six, fifth, uh, like anything, un, like no faster than seven minutes a kilometre or whatever. And I was thinking, oh, my gosh, why are they wanting me to do this? This seems so slow. Um, and, you know, like it's not as if you can send them a question and go, why, why are you getting me to like run way slower than what I usually do? And um, so, yeah, I think, yeah, just, just having it laid out where you can actually talk to a real human and find out um, why it is that you've set, set it up the way you have and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So your goal is going to be a half marathon coming up very soon, um, in either yeah. July or August. Do you have a time in mind? Uh, oh, yeah, so it is the Sandy Point one. I'll have to – sorry, I didn't have the exact date on me. Um, but, yeah, so that's what I'm working towards, obviously getting to a point where that distance I'm comfortable with um, – which I think the Sandy Point one from what I've read um, is a nice one to start out at because it's not, there's not a lot of incline. Um, it's very scenic too. So what you're looking at is quite picturesque. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> mm, yeah, that sounds yeah. good. Um, there's, yeah, there's some famous ones around the country that are just known for, you know, their scenery or for their speed because they're generally flat and the conditions are good all that sort of thing yeah. so so you don't have a time in mind yet oh so look it would be lovely like really lovely if I could be back to a former sort of fitness of being able to do a half marathon in two hours or under um I think that's that's a stretch really at this point given um where I'm at currently with my fitness um but I mean that would be the dream that would be the dream if I could do it in two hours or or under yeah that's um that's a very good time so what you're touching on by saying that's the dream is I like to have three targets and so your goal is separate to your target and so your goal is just essentially like I want to run a half marathon it's to do with the overarching I'm running a, a half marathon but you, when you make your targets, this is where you get into like the smart goal setting, which I'm not a fan of smart goal setting, S-M-A-R-T, specific, measurable, yeah. achievable, realistic time bound. All that is is essentially a fancy acronym that tells you whether your goal is well set or not. And so you go through, is it specific? Yes, you move on. If it's a no, well, then you go, okay, let's go back up. So is it specific? Yes. Is it measurable? No. Okay, rewrite it again. Is it specific? Yes. Is it measurable now? Yes, it is. Move on. So what I like is with the three different um, targets and one is good, the next is better, the last is best. So what's the Mm. good which, and you don't need to answer this right now, we can talk about this later, but um, the good would be what are you going, the bare minimum that you would be content with, that you would walk away and go, okay, yep, I'm happy with that, that was good, I'm glad that I did it. And it might, for some people, it might literally be just complete the half marathon. Then better is something that you are happy with that you're like pretty, you know, you're pretty pumped. You're not like over the top, but you're like, yeah, that was awesome. Like I did more than I expected. And your best is, holy smokes, I just blew my mind. Like I just smashed that. I can't believe I did that. 
um, that's it's almost beggar's belief and it's almost more than you would have ever expected that you could have done. Um, and so yeah. having those three levels of targets gives you something to kind of gives you a bit of a safety cap, but it also gives you something to strive for if you're already on target. Like you might go and do um, a run and do like say a 16K run in the lead up or 18K run and go, man, I'm flying. I'm easy going to like smash this based on the, the pace that I'm running at per K. And then you might, so then it just gives you that extra goal rather than to go, you know, I'm going to get to this or you're out on the run and, you know, you know, you're going to like smash your score, um, that your time that you're looking for. And so you've got that higher level that you can continue to strive for in your last 5Ks or whatever it might be of the run. So I just really like having the different targets, but we'll talk about all that in um, in a goal setting session. Lovely. Yeah. Do you have any more questions about the uh, about running before we wrap up and we'll discuss everything, uh, all the details after this? Oh, no, not on the spot. Like, I'm sure some questions will come to me afterwards and I'm definitely going to do how you said there's something already on your website to send in a video of some running, look at the form, um, and maybe from there there might be some some questions that, that sort of stem from that. All right, cool. Um, if you have any, if you get any questions, then feel free to message me on Instagram at Jacob underscore Andre for anyone else. I know you've got it, Melissa. Um, and or otherwise reach out through the website um, to send an email. Uh, if anyone else would, if anyone would like to do one of these one-on-one coaching calls and I'll answer your questions directly, then please reach out. Um, head to jacobandre.com or reach out to me on Instagram and send me a message. But Melissa, thank you for being my very first one-on-one coaching call guest. Thanks for having me, Jacob. I'm glad I could be the first. <laughs> 